0: Well, good morning, Whitewater family. How are you? Oh, first service did better than that. Good morning. Hey, I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm on staff here at Whitewater, and I'm in charge of the audio, video, and lighting in, in this room and around the building. And I wanted to share with my family uh, the sparkle box. Snowflakes rolled through the air as Sam and his mom stopped to look in the Toy store window. With Christmas only a few weeks away, Sam needed to make his Christmas list. He tugged on his mom's sleeve and pointed to the train. He loved the shiny red engine. Later, as Sam and his mom curled up on the couch to read a Christmas book, something sparkly on the mantel caught his eye. Mom, is that another present for me? He asked. Sam's mom tussled his hair. It's a special gift called a sparkle box. We'll open it together later, but we need to fill it first. Sam was excited, but it was hard to wait. Driving home from school the next day, Sam's mom stopped at a building he had never been to before. She asked him to help her carry on some food and blankets. Sam peeked into the bag he was carrying and noticed a box of macaroni and cheese, his favorite. What are we doing with this stuff, Mom? She smiled and said, We're giving it to people who don't have enough food to eat or blankets to keep them warm. But inside the building, Sam didn't see anyone who looked cold or hungry, just a nice lady with a big smile who thanked them. On the way home, they drove by the park. It was dusk, and the pretty Christmas lights had just come on. As they stopped at a traffic light, Sam noticed someone on a bench, curled up and sleeping. His mother noticed, too. That's someone who may get one of our blankets, she said softly. He doesn't have anywhere to live. Sam felt bad. It would be sad not to have a home to live in. Sam hung up his coat. It was not good to be home. As he sat at the kitchen table to have a snack, he noticed the sparkle box gleaming on the mantel. Mom, did you put anything in the sparkle box yet? He asked shyly. Well, actually, I did put something in it today, she answered. But it's still not ready to be opened. We need to add a couple more things to it. Sam wondered what was inside. The days flew by, and soon it was time for one of Sam's favorite events, the Christmas party at his dad's office. There was lots of delicious food and a present for every child at the party. Sam's dad thanked everyone for coming. He talked about how blessed they were, when many people in the world struggled for something as simple as clean water to drink. He said a village in Africa would receive a special gift this year, thanks to money donated by employees and their families. The gift was a well that would provide clean water for the entire village. Sam asked his mom if his family helped. Yes, dear, we did. He looked around. The grown-ups were smiling, but he saw tears, too. Happy tears, his mom whispered. As his dad tucked him into bed that night, Sam thought about his Christmas list, and that reminded him of another present. Daddy, did you and Mom fill up the sparkle box yet? Sam asked. Well, we added something to it tonight but it's still not ready to be open. Sam drifted off to sleep, imagining what could be inside. A few days later, Sam was filled with excitement as he shopped with his mom. Tomorrow was his school party. There was a Christmas tree called a mitten tree where the kids could hang mittens, hats, and scarves for people who needed them. Sam picked out the biggest pair of mittens he could find. He also bought a candy bar for himself, with his own money. When he turned to leave, Sam heard the tinkling of bells. He looked up and saw the man from the park bench coming in the door. The man seemed tired. Sam looked at the candy bar in his hands and thought about the mints in his bag. He looked at the man's hands. They looked cold. Sam's heart began to pound. As quick as a wink, Sam slipped his candy bar into the bag with the mints and pressed the bag into the man's hands. Sam ran out the door shouting, Merry Christmas. His mom gave him a hug. I'm proud of you, she whispered. I know that wasn't easy, but you brought a little light into this world tonight. Sam asked his mom if they could drive by the park. As he watched the flame on a giant candle blink on and off, he thought about how unfair it was that some people didn't have a home to live in or food to eat. Soon it was Christmas Eve, the most special night of the year. Sam and his family gathered at their church for a Christmas Eve service. They sang songs and listened to the story of the first Christmas. Then, in the darkened sanctuary, a single candle was lit. That candle was used to light other candles. And soon, everyone was carefully passing the flame from one person to the next, till the whole room was filled with magical light. Sam looked around. How lovely, how peaceful they all looked as they shared the light. On Christmas morning, Sam ran downstairs as fast as he could. Under the tree was the train with the shiny red engine. And what was that? The sparkle box. Sam could hardly wait to open it. He sat on his mom's lap with his dad snuggled in close. Sam slowly lifted the lid of the box. Inside, there were just a few pieces of paper with words written on them. Puzzled, he took the papers out and began to read the words out loud. Mittens and a candy bar given to someone in need, warm blankets and food for the homeless, a well in Africa that would provide clean drinking water. Sam's mom explained, Sam, the Sparkle Box is our gift to Jesus on Christmas Day, his birthday. Sam was confused. We didn't give Jesus a gift. We gave things to people who needed them. His mom smiled. You're right, and no gift can make Jesus happier. He taught us that whatever we do for people in need, we do for him. So each year, we'll think of some special gifts to give to Jesus. We'll write down these gifts and put them in the sparkle box. On Christmas morning, we'll open the box and read out loud the gifts we gave in honor of his birthday. Sam thought about the man crawled up on the park bench. The, man, the mittens and the soft blankets, the well that would bring clean water to a village in Africa. He looked at his mom and smiled through tears. Happy tears, Sam whispered.
1: Awesome job. Ryan's daughter, we were talking before service. I said, man, you did great for service. How you feel? She said, I was nervous. I was nervous. I said, oh, honey. I get nervous every week. I still got butterflies. They just fly in formation now, but I've got them right there. My name is David. Welcome to Whitewater Online and in person and whether you're on campus or here uh, online, we're still on mission and we're glad that you joined us. We are using that sparkle box. It's an awesome book. It's producing lots of awesome stories. I'm hearing just about every day a sparkle story. Let me read one with you with the permission of the gal who wrote it. Her name is Jess. I uh, wrote to John uh, Tizovich and I, John and David, I want to take a minute to tell you how much my husband and I are enjoying the Sparkle series at church. The idea of the Sparkle box is so wonderful and has even already brought light into my own life in an unexpected way. Our daughter, our daughter Emma, is 12 and is your typical preteen. She and I have been butting heads a lot lately. It is a struggle because I'd always dreamed that having a little girl would be like having a little best friend. Emma and I drove together to dinner tonight and I made a wrong turn and we found ourselves going through downtown. People were begging on almost every corner and I kept saying how bad I felt that I didn't have our food bag anymore because I gave it away two days ago. We came to a light with a homeless person and Emma mentioned that we had all of these mini, M-I-N-I, mini pies in the car. And we made the quick decision to sacrifice a mini pie and handed it out the window as the light turned green. Well, as is typical with any holiday meal, after eating our Thanksgiving meal this year, there was way too much food left. So I decided to package eight mini meals in containers, and Emma volunteered to write Happy Thanksgiving, God Bless, on each lid. She and I drove home together, singing along to Christmas songs, and took the long way through downtown again. And after a few quick stops, we gave away all eight meals We both felt happy and agreed that we would have to give away meals again because it was so nice to see the smiles. Why am I telling you all this? Well, not only did I feel like we sparkled in the way we have been learning at church and at service, but it brought sparkle into my life as well. For an hour, I had my old Emma back, my little happy girl, giggling, smiling, not caring how she looked. We rode side by side laughing without her phone in her hand, And without a scowl on her face, it was a blessing that I never thought could come out of spreading God's light to others. It was so wonderful. So thank you for giving me this time back with my daughter again. Isn't that great? We are wise when we sparkle. This morning, I want to continue that conversation about being light. By talking about some earlier wise guys from the Christmas story where, who teach us we can learn some wonderful wise things and actions and patterns and habits for our life today by mimicking what they did. I want to read you their familiar story. We've read you the sparkle box and I love it that we're repeating it. It's getting redundant inside and reinforced inside of us that we're going to sparkle this year and many are but let me read to you again the story of the wise men. And I don't want to give you from this passage today four ways that we can sparkle just like they did. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him let me pause there and talk about these magi, these wise men. They were Persian oriental astrologers. And I don't want to ruin your manger scene or decorations, but there were probably a lot more than three of them considering the treasure they were carrying. But these kings recognized a real king when they saw it. They said, where's the one who's been born king of the Jews? We have come to worship him. We've seen his star. We've seen the sparkle. When King Herod, it says, verse 3, heard this, he was disturbed. And all Jerusalem with him. Let me tell you just a bit, a minute about King Herod. He was always disturbed. He was a disturbed man. He was disturbing. The young folks would say he was cray-cray. He was He was a man intoxicated with power, having it and keeping it. I was thinking about Herod the other day when it comes to leadership, because there's a huge difference between having a title and having the power. King Herod, man, he had the title, but the baby had the power. Pharaoh had the title. Moses had the power. Pilate had the title. Jesus had the power. I don't care what title you got. It doesn't necessarily mean you've got the influence. King Herod, when he heard this, he was disturbed. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time The star had appeared and he sent them to Bethlehem and said go and search carefully for the child as soon as you find him report to me so that I too may go and worship him oh everybody not everybody that says they want to worship God actually wants to worship God a lot of you watching online you say oh I want to worship God well what's your motive here it had a whole nother motive claiming to worship God And after they had heard the king, these wise men went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them, that sparkle, until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, when they saw the light, when they saw the sparkle, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. These wise guys who were chasing the starry skies, they learned something about how to sparkle at Christmas that I think we can learn too. If you listened intently, you would note four things, four ways they actually sparkled, four ways they teach us. First, The wise men teach us that we should not be deterred or discouraged by the disappointments that we will inevitably encounter along our journey of life. These wise guys would have exerted no small amount of energy and effort to find and make their way to Jesus. Arriving at Jerusalem from their homeland would require some work. Some estimate the trip would have taken up to four months. Provisions would have been needed, precautions made against bandits, speedway gas cards, Starbucks stops had to all be mapped out on their app. Perseverance, adaptation to new surroundings and challenges were essential if they were to truly worship Jesus. And then when they got to the palace where they thought a king would be in Jerusalem, only be told that the baby wasn't there, oh, they could have packed it up and went back home. And for a lot of you right now, listen to me online and in the room, for a lot of you right now, the typical American-style Christmas just isn't going to happen this year. Death is among us. Disappointment is among us. Divorce, distraction, discouragement, devastating disease has found us and encountered us inevitably on our journey. And we have a choice. We can pack it in and be discouraged or depressed, or do like the wise men, keep moving toward Bethlehem and toward Jesus, because that's where seeking the light pays off. That's where sparkling pays off. Keep hope alive there's going to be a lot of voices that will cause you to be discouraged friend don't listen to those voices of the evil one keep sparkling keep hope alive hope is still the best dope it's still the phrase that's working for me and the church specializes we just talking about it we specializes in hope we are really wise listen we're wise men and women when we do not allow that which is in our culture, when we do not allow that which is happening in our world right now to distract, deter, and discourage us from our journey to find Jesus. That brings me to number two. We sparkle also, like the wise men, when we make worshiping Jesus a priority. In today's text, the wise men, you remember what they said They said to Herod, we saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. Interesting Greek word for worship that is used here. I'll give you a little Greek language today, early Christmas present to you. You you, you get all kind of stuff at church at Whitewater. You never get anywhere else. Here's a little present. The Greek word here for worship, proskuneo. It's a fascinating word. Proskuneo means to move towards something, to inch towards someone to show devotion, to show affection. It actually means to ascribe worth or worthiness to, to kiss, proskuneo, to kiss the one you adore. (laughs) Boy, passion is needed right now if you want to keep going toward Jesus. And it may evidence itself in a physical, physical sign, an expression of your love in kissing. I heard about a couple who was in crisis who went to see a man who supposedly was a marriage counselor. The marriage counselor listened for a while and while both of them complained about the other and then finally the marriage counselor said, hey listen... He said to the husband, I've been studying you and your wife. What your wife needs right now from you is more affection. To which the counselor reached over at that point and planted a big passionate kiss on the woman's mouth. And the counselor says, she needs to be kissed like that every single day. Well, the husband paused and thought for a moment and said, I, I can bring her in here for you to do that Monday through Friday. But I golf on Saturday and Sunday. I don't recommend that as a counseling technique. If that happens for you, I would find a new counselor. However, some of us it's been a long time since we adequately and appropriately express our affection, our devotion. You'll find in the Bible that people kiss the feet of Jesus. We are wise, we sparkle. When we make G- worshiping Jesus a priority, when our goal is to worship him with all of our emotion, our affection, privately and publicly, above all things, we are wise. Someone said this, and I find it amusing and amazing. Someone said that we in America, we, uh, who are Americans, are the only ones who worship their work, work at their play, and play at their worship. We in America are the only ones who worship our work, work at our play, and play at our worship. I think that's kind of true. Perhaps COVID, those of you watching online, welcome back. It's been a while. Screen fatigue has set in. For those of you in the room, I'm so glad you're here because COVID has caused many people in churches in America to be sporadic or erratic in their worship. We have found out quickly the sad reality that when people miss worship, they are missing out on a whole lot of things in their life. Some of us can get in the habit of just tuning out now worship, of not coming to worship. We have all the excuses in the world not to do that now. But you would be wise to keep worship a priority in your life. Do not give up meeting as some are in the habit of doing, the Hebrew writer says. But all the more as you see the day approaching. We sparkle... When we make worship a priority. We also sparkle, according to these wise men, when we give Jesus something valuable. Something valuable. Let me read to you verse 11 again. It says, when they came to the house and to Mary, they bowed down and worshipped him and opened their treasures and presented him with gifts. Now these are three very valuable expensive gifts. I'm not talking about giving Jesus a fruitcake here. <laughs> Johnny Carson, co-host of you know the, the Tonight Show years ago, used to say there's only one fruitcake in the entire world and people keep sending it to one another. Okay? This is not a fruitcake. These wise men gave three significant gifts. I bet you've got to memorize. Number one, they gave him what? Gold. Gold is works for any year, any Christmas, any time. It's a universal symbol of wealth. Currently, gold it's very valuable still. It sells for about it's selling for about eighteen hundred dollars an ounce. <laughs> a few years ago, the church here at Whitewater was uh, experienced a, a dip in giving, and, and that happens from time to time. And I just am so thankful. Thank God, uh, right now that people in our church have been so generous I, I continue to be amazed i continue to be thankful i continue to be grateful that you online and you in this room are giving to god generously so we are like 95 96 97 percent to plan thank you for your generosity It keeps the stress a lot less for us but i remember a few years ago the church was having a little dip in giving and I was trying to come up with an outside-the-box idea. And gold at that time had peaked, was peaking about $2,000 an ounce. And I remember going to the finance team, my shrewdest guys in the church. And I said, hey, guys, I got an idea. I said, gold's selling about $2,000 an ounce. I said, let's have a gold collection Sunday at the church. People can bring their rings, their necklaces, their earrings, their jewelry. And we can all melt it down. I'd already been in conversation with a gold broker here in town. I know a guy. I know a guy. And we'll he could give us top dollar. We'll melt all this, collect it, melt it all down. We'll sell it, and we'll fund some stuff that the church is needing to do. I remember those finance guys looking at me across the table, and one of them finally spoke up, Vaughn, you've had some crazy ideas before, but this is the craziest one we've ever heard. We are not doing that. People are going to give that gold, and then they're going to miss it, and you've already melted it down, and -and so-and-so's relative's ring is no more. No, we're not doing that. Just we'll ask for it another way, and we did. We did. Why would I have thought of such a thing? Because gold is such a high commodity. It's a symbol of wealth. Hold to gold. What's the first thing these guys present? They gave their gifts of gold. Why would they give gold to this child? Well, Joseph and Mary had some expenses. They were going to need to flee to protect Jesus' life. But gold would be one of the things befitting giving to a king, and that's who this little boy would be, King Jesus. The second gift they gave was incense. Did you notice that? Frankincense. And some of you think you know what incense is. You probably don't. It was a sweet-smelling commodity specifically associated with worship of a deity, the kind a priest would light and use, which represents prayers going and coming to the nostrils of a wonderful God in the Old Testament. It's not like the kind of incense some of you all burned in the 70s with your lava lamp, and your funny cigarettes, and your three-dog night eight-track tape. I know who you are. I know I've just aged some of you. This incense would have been a foreshadowing of the kind of role that this Jesus would play, not only as king of kings, but he is a priest. He's a high priest making intercession for us. Incense, frankincense would have been normative. And then also, the third thing they gave, third gift, myrrh. What was myrrh? It was a highly valuable perfume. Now, gold works uh, most Christmases. I'm telling you, perfume works for Christmas. I know some of you guys have yet to buy a present for your girlfriend or your fiancé or your wife. I have got the, the perfect gift for you to buy this year. You ready? Over in Dubai, you can buy today, for Christmas, the most expensive perfume in the world. It's called shamuk. Shamuk. It's Arabic for deserving the best. In fact, i got to say it better. Shamuk. I think i got to kind of, I'm just going to call it smuck. But anyway, it is a nostril flaring $1.3 million perfume that has about three liters. Here's a picture. It comes with an Italian Murano crystal bottle. It's adorned with gold falcons, Arabian horses, roses, and a globe. It contains over 3,500 diamonds, giant pearls, 18 karat gold, and pure silver. Go for it. You'll be blessed. You'll be broke too, but you'll be blessed. There's something about perfume that has endured over the years as a great gift. They gave it because it was, again, the third significant indicator of the kind of man Jesus would be. He would be a prophet, which he was anointed with oil and myrrh at, at the beginning of his life and anointed in the grave by the Marys with that oil and myrrh. So he was a prophet, he was a priest with incense, and he was a king with gold. And these wise men were wise because they gave... Because true love always manifests itself in giving. I found out a long time ago, you can give without loving, but you can never love without giving. And the wise men, why did, why did they give that? They gave some primo gifts. It wasn't the, the, the leftover fruitcake gift. They gave their best because Jesus gave his best on the cross. And when you're thinking about giving this year, it doesn't have to be something expensive. Someone said, when it comes to giving, it's not the size of the gift, it's the size of the heart that matters most. And as you get older, what you find out is that you'd rather have gifts that come from the heart that can't be bought with money. So when you give to Christmas Eve offering, which we have a tradition of giving all of that away, and we will this year as well, When you give on Christmas Eve to those in a season of shortage, you're giving to Jesus, cleverly disguised as people with needs. When you give to the toy store, when you give to widows, when you give to the food pantry, you're giving to Jesus. You reach a certain point, I don't know what age and stage it is, but you reach a certain point uh, in your life where you look around at Christmas time to yourself and your family and you ask this question, what are we going to give each other this Christmas that we don't already have? Like, what do we really need? In fact, the reason it's so hard to shop for a lot of us is because we have everything we want and most of, uh, if nothing, all that we need. And that's where the sparkle box comes in. It's giving unique things to Jesus and bringing light to someone else beyond monetary. I have actually come to the conclusion that there are some things that you can and should give that are infinitely more valuable and important than the monetary. Things that are not found in a store, things that your Amazon the deliverer will not uh, knock on your door to give you. Let me give you a couple of them. These are really important gifts right now in this COVID world we live in that we need to give all year round, but especially right now. Number one, can I encourage you to give the gift of inspiration, because people need some inspiration right now. They need some encouragement. They need some hope. We live in a city right now that is mad and sad. It stinks to be in Cincinnati right now. It's cold. It's freezing. The Bengals are horrific. We can't even cheer for our sports. So we got to go to Cleveland to find a good team you know, to, to cheer for college basketballs here and I thought "Oh, this would be great by UK Wildcats they stink right now everything's bad COVID's raging I hate wearing that mask nothing is going well in Cincinnati what do we need inspiration I need somebody to say I'm going to give I'm going to make it a goal to inspire someone else today and when you inspire them guess what you will inspire you how about the gift of consideration Considering others better than yourself. Isn't that an important thing in this still politically polarized world? See, I think it's kind of sad when the only place we hear the words, may I help you, is at the store. So why don't we decide to speak a little kinder, walk a little slower, show a little more patience. How about this? Think of the other person first. First. Almost sounds like something Jesus would do. Consider in humility others better than yourself. Maybe it's the gift of reconciliation that you need. Oh, if ever there was a gift that some of you need to give that has been way overdue in giving, it's practicing Matthew 18 and going to the person who has offended you or you have offended and reconciling with someone who you've been on the outs with in your family or your neighborhood, or maybe you've been estranged with them because your pride won't let you admit that some of it had to do with you and it was your fault. I've noticed, trust me, it takes two. It's seldom just one. It takes two. Anger gets you in trouble and pride keeps you there. Who do you need to go to this year? Pocket your pride and reconcile with. (laughs) Some of these traditions of family dysfunction and family conflict go way, way back. One Christmas, I remember we showed up at the farmhouse in Ashland, Kentucky off Bear Creek Road, which was my dad's dad. Granddad Vaughn was there, and he was a brick mason by trade, pretty stubborn guy. I don't know any other Vaughns like that, but he never liked to admit he made a mistake. And we got to the farmhouse that year to celebrate Christmas with my granddad, Vaughn, only to go in in the living room area and see that he had put up the artificial tree that he used every year. He had put it up backwards. The longer branches were at the top And the shorter branches were at the bottom. It was like upside down and everybody knew it, but he would not admit it. We kept saying, this thing, Papa, this is not right. Yes, it is. This is exactly how it's supposed to look. But everybody knew this wasn't right. And for years... They argued about that for a year. I, I took a, uh, my dad, he took a picture of it. I wish I could have brought it, but it's all in those little slides. Some of y'all remember those slide projector? I got to get those slides because that's part of my memory. For years, he would never admit he was wrong. What kind of upside down relationships do some of you have year after year? And some of them won't make it through another year. What would it look like for you to give the gift of reconciliation? Someone said there are 15 words that can save any relationship. I was wrong. You were right. I am sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Maybe the last gift you might bestow is the gift of attention. Oh, it might be inspiration or consideration or reconciliation. How about attention? Because I actually think that time is the most important and valuable commodity of our day. You can always make more money. You can never make more time. When you pay attention to people, it's a huge gift. I've just been, when I, when I go around and shop, and as I walk around, even with my mask on, I've just been watching people. And I'm telling you, people are discouraged right now. They're looking down. They've lost hope They need someone to notice them. Could I just ask you to notice the last and the least and the lost? If you want to sparkle, be wise like these guys. Don't be deterred by disappointment. Make worship a priority. Give Jesus something valuable, all of these gifts. And last, if you want to wisely sparkle at Christmas, you will, like the wise men, return home. By another route, look at the last verse we read, verse 12, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. Oh man, God speaks in some mighty, powerful ways. Warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route or another road. See, anybody that comes to know Jesus Christ, and some of you, you met him for the first time this last year. Some of you watching online, you're a baby, brand new Christian. Anyone who comes to Christ always goes home by a different route. They go a different way. Not our way anymore, his way. We become new creatures with new roots and paths and identities and habits and loves and steps and priorities. This is a crazy time to be alive on planet Earth. This is a crazy Christmas. You do not have to participate in the COVID crazy of Christmas. It's not Bethlehem. It's Bedlam right now in our world. You would be wise watching online and in this room. You would be wise to go by a new route, a new road this year, a sparkle box road. These wise men took different steps, difficult steps, but they were better steps after they met Jesus. So my question to you online and in the room, what steps do you need to take to sparkle this year and make it better, to be wise, like these wise guys chasing the starry skies? Perhaps it's to come back next week. Some of you, it's your first time here. Welcome. Maybe it's to even come in the first place if you've been watching online for a long time and you feel like it's safe and you're ready. Oh, wow. We would love to welcome you here. Perhaps it's to connect with us here at the church by asking some good questions just like the wise men did. I think these guys were humble and they were most wise when they asked questions. Questions There is no bad question when it comes to following God. You remember their question? Where is he that has been born King of the Jews? We love your questions. We'd love to ask you some questions. We'd love to answer some questions. Maybe that's your next step. Just ask some questions. Perhaps your step is to humble yourself and move from a consumer to a giver. Perhaps it's to take a few steps after service and go all in, just like Cheyenne did. That's your step. Whatever the wise men did when they stepped away from Jesus, they stepped into joy like no other. I encourage you to do the same thing these wise guys did. If you want to sparkle this Christmas, don't be deterred by disappointment. It's everywhere. Make worship a priority right now. Lean into Jesus. Kiss him spiritually, emotionally. Give him your devotion Give Jesus something valuable and then decide that you're going to return home today and every day by a different route, an upside down route, a sparkle box route. Here's the big takeaway that I got from studying these wise men who sparkled for Jesus. The wise men brought the light when they sought the light. They brought the light when they sought the light. See, when you bring the sparkle, you will find the sparkle. And if Christmas is dead and discouraging and dark, it's because you are not sparkling bright enough. You keep sparkling, you will find the sparkle. Keep sparkling in the light of relationship with Jesus. When you think about it, Christmas should be the time we celebrate the most. Other than Jesus dying on the cross and rising again, What happened at Bethlehem changed the whole trajectory of our world. Jesus Christ, when you think about it, was born to die. From his first cry in a manger to his last cry on the cross, he knew the cosmic redemptive steps that he had to take because of our sin. And Jesus stepped down from his throne. Think about those cosmic redemptive steps. He stepped down from his throne in heaven to earth so we could step up as children of God to a better place in a better world. This is the time, friend, for the church to sparkle. This is the time. We've got a Savior who sparkled for us. What steps do you need to take to help someone in this cosmic redemptive process And if you're watching online, we'd love to introduce you to this baby. He has a name. His name is Jesus. He is our source of hope. And he's here to help all of you today find a home in heaven. Let's pray. Father, as we get ready to move into the close of our service here in just a moment and share communion, I pray, God, that we would take some steps today To be like these wise men. We have many wise men and women watching online here right now. Father, we have wise men and women who are in this room. Help us to go and sparkle just like these wise guys did. And may we never take for granted the baby born in Bethlehem. Father, may we focus on that child in the midst of the craziness of our world so that it gives us hope and peace that passes understanding. Help us, God, to do that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.